once again, I'm back with another episode, and we're going to talk about medical advancements made by African-descended people. Yes, black folks. Well, sit back while I take you on a journey through medical history. Once again, this is Coach Miller, your history recovery specialist. That's right. First name Coach, last name Miller. Many of you may not realize, there was once a Harvard professor named Leo Weiner who wrote a three-volume book titled Africa and the Discovery of America in the 1920s. But in volume two, he wrote, the Indian man owes his evolution to the African medicine man. Quite interesting, something that you not tell us in uh, medical school. Now let's talk about a few of the many contributions that black folks have made to medicine. Well, there's a doctor by the name of Dr. Patricia Bath, and she developed a laser treatment to restore eyesight to cataract patients to prevent blindness. Then there's Dr. Charles R. Drew, who invented the blood bank that has saved millions of lives starting with World War II. We have Otis Boykin, who invented the pacemaker. Let's remember Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, the first open heart surgery successfully performed in 1897. There's Samuel Kuntz. He developed a steroid drug that could avoid rejection of transplanted kidneys. Then we have Percy Julian. He's a pioneer in chemical synthesis of medical drugs from plants. Also, the cortisone shot and the birth control pill. And we have Dr. Ben Carson, who separated the first twins successfully. Now, I know vaccines is a big concern right now, but let's talk about a a guy named Onesimus. He was once a slave of cotton matter, and he actually brought him over from West Africa. Well, West Africa, in ancient times, they were using a form of inoculation, which they'll prick the skin of someone that's ill, take their blood, and put it in everybody else in the village so they could build up an immune system. Sort of like what we do with our vaccines now. But kind of matter whose son was dying, a smallpox, it was a smallpox epidemic going. Onesimus came up with the idea. After Cotton Matter agreed to it, his son's life was saved through inoculation by Onesimus. To make a long story short, George Washington ended up having all the soldiers inoculated before the Revolutionary War. And we know the outcome of that. Okay? Now let's move on. Now, some of our oldest doctors on record come from Africa. In many cases, Egypt. Yes, Egypt is in Africa. And the ancient Egyptians, the pyramid builders, were indigenous black Africans. So in case you have been given other images of who they were, let's talk about some Greek eyewitnesses. We talk about Herodotus, who was the father of history, and Homer, who was the first actual Greek writer. In their words, the Egyptians were indigenous Africans. So they lived during that time, so they would know better than us or Hollywood. Uh, most recently, there was a 1974 uh, Cairo Symposium, which was hosted by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organizations. So we had two African doctors, Dr. Diop and Dr. Obenga, 
they presented to 20 Egyptologists to debate the race of the ancient Egyptians. The outcome was a general consensus that the ancient Egyptians was a black race influenced by the Great Lakes regions in inner Equatoria, Africa. So, now let's get into our medical practices from the past. I just want to make that point who the ancient Egyptians were so we know we can attribute that to black folks. Now Homer, in 800 BC, in his book, The Odyssey, he wrote, in Egypt, the men are more skilled in medicine than any other of humankind. Then we have J.F. Nunn, who was also an author of a publication, Ancient Egyptians in Medicine. He did this in 1996. He said Hippocrates, who was the so-called father of medicine, but he's not, Herophilus, Aristotus and Galen studied at the temple of Amenhotep, acknowledging the contribution of ancient Egyptian medicine to Greek medicine. And then we have the Kamombu temple, which is named after an ancient Egyptian word meaning gold. On the outside of the temple, you can see Imhotep, who was actually the first and doctor on record with medical instruments. The temple of medicine displayed utensils, sterilizing pools, childbirth, etc. Now let's talk about some of the world's first physicians. First we have Imhotep, which is the first physician born about 2200 years before Hippocrates, the so-called father of medicine. The Greeks referred to Imhotep as Escopolis, the god of medicine. In the Hippocratic Oath, the first line says, I swear by Apollo, the physician, and Escopolis. Okay, so they're giving you great tribute. Now let's talk about Meripatah, whose picture can be found on the cover of this podcast. Around 2700 BC, she's the first woman in medicine recorded in history. Okay, uh, her picture is carved on the wall of a tomb near the Step Pyramid of Saqqara. Let's talk about Preset from the 4th Dynasty, 2500 BC. She trained midwives at the medical school in Egypt. And then we have Hesse Ra, who was the first dentist in history from the 3rd Dynasty in Egypt. So now we know who the first physicians were in the world. Now let's keep going. Let's talk about the Edwin Smith Papyrus, which is the oldest medical document and found in Egypt discovered in an excavation of the 18th dynasty delivered to have believed to have been written in the first dynasty as early as either 4200 BC or as late as 3100 BC. It describes 48 different injuries from the head to the spinal column. The papyrus covers the post cardiovascular system, gynecology, tumors, fractures, and much more. Discovered in 1862 as the oldest surgical text in the history of the world. Also, in the Edwin Smith Papyrus, they have repair of nasal injuries. It's the oldest form of reconstructive surgery in the world. Then there's the Ebers Papyrus. Just so you know, Papyrus means paper. 1500 BC, with chapters on burns, fractures, pulse, among others. Now, ancient Africans, they also used prosthetics, okay, to replace toes with black skins dating back to 1000 BC. 
Yes, Africans use artificial limbs like we do today. Ancient Africans also developed pregnancy tests. They were conducted by ancient African physicians who would soak female urine in wheat and barley. If one accelerated, barley meaning that a female child was going to be born, wheat meaning that a male child was going to be born. Modern science did not recover urine pregnancy tests until 1926. Now we know we have lasers in medicine, but ancient Africans used some form of laser medicines. Rodney Perkins, MD, in his journal, Laser and Medicines, he wrote the ancient Egyptians recognized and used the therapeutic power of light 6,000 years ago. Well, let's talk about C-section, cesarean birth. So in 1874, Robert W. Falcon, in his book, The Development of Scientific Medicine, African Kingdom of the Banyara Katara, he wrote about the Africans operating cesarean C-section births. Quite amazing. Prescription medicine. Using natural treatment, the first one ever was by an Egyptian doctor, Best. Now, every now and then you watch the game, you might want to drink a beer, but the ancient Nubians, they had therapeutic beer, beer that would heal you. So in 1980, anthropologist George Amalegos, he discovered antibodies in ancient Nubian bones thousands of years before penicillin was discovered. Let's talk about sexual protection. 1000 BC, linen silk was used for protection against sexual disease. Uh, there's another doctor we need to talk about who was black. It was Amor Abu al Qasim. He's a father of modern surgery had a 50-year practice, wrote a book, The Clearance of Medical Science, for those who could not compete it. Now, don't get me on the title, but that's who he was. Look him up, father of modern surgery. Now, one thing I'm gonna leave you with, <laughs> believe it or not, they depended on the ancient Egyptians so much that they actually sold mummy dust. Yes, mummy dust from, from the 10th century has been prescribed in Europe for medicine and treating everything from ulcer to epilepsy by Arab villagers. Historian Richard Sugg reports that in 1585, John Sanderson purchased more than 600 pounds of mummy flesh that he exported to Europe. Now, if you know anybody that's in medical school or you see a black doctor, these are things they should know, things that they should teach them. Because right now in the United States, black doctors make up 5% of the total doctors. Now I wonder if everybody knew that the first doctors came from Africa. A lot of our medical practices come from those first doctors in Africa. We have a strong influence in the medical field. And we should encourage more of our, our people to get into that field, but just know we're responsible for medicine. And that's right, I'm leaving you with that. First name Coach, last name Miller.